few years ago, it was our privilege to be in New Zealand for some meetings, and um, while we were there, we were able to get, to get up one morning about 6.30 and notice the beauty of New Zealand. If there ever is a chance for us to move again, uh, it will be to New Zealand. It is one of the prettiest places in the world, at least in the travels that we've seen. It was very interesting to notice the, um, just the beautiful creation of God where we were standing just outside of our motel. The rock formation was outstanding. The color scheme was unbelievable. The grass, long and short, just seemed such a deeper green than what we'd experienced before in some other travels. And we were just in awe to recognize at 6.30 in the morning, recognizing it was a full moon night, now morning. As the sun was coming up, the full moon was drifting off in the west. We have those beautiful pictures. The creative work of God and all the power that God has in terms of His creative work. And we can think of some of your stories as it relates to the whole subject of God's creation, some of the beautiful places that you have been. And may I add, the beautiful people that we are in Christ. But I want to ask you a question at this particular point. Do you recognize the same power that God used and uses in creation? Is the same power that He's used and continues to use in making you a child of the King. It's amazing how God can do that and how God can change us, create in us the Lord Jesus Christ and recognize Him as the person of our lives to the significance of us walking with the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. It's amazing that we have in Psalms 51, where David said in pretty dark hour of his life, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We also have in Isaiah chapter 53, where God says to us, because of being obedient to faith, and we receive Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, and ask the blood of Christ to wash us from our sins, God says, you are my child. That's an act of the creative will of God. Isaiah 49 also talks in more detail about the creation of redemption within the life of a person. I mentioned this in the communion service just a little while ago. In fact, two months ago. You go back to Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 10, we notice in those verses that we become the apple of His eye. Now, what does that really mean? It means that God's creative work in us, changing us from people of sin, people of depravity, people of lostness, that work of God in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit in giving us the deposit of Christ, that we become new creatures in Christ Jesus, we become a mirror. And as a result of that mirror, we become the apple of His eye because as a mirror, God sees Himself. That's who we are in Jesus. 
That's the manifold wisdom of His grace. Also, the provision of His grace in the gospel that we become His children. Now, do you believe that this morning? God's creative work enabling us to become a mirror where He sees Himself, where we have the deposit of Christ living within us evermore. Now, that's redemption. That's conversion. That's new life in the Lord Jesus Christ. But this morning, for a few moments, I want to look at the whole subject of sanctification as we look at it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses 23 and 24, which we've already read. Sanctification. It's quite a subject, of course, and we're going to try to cover it in about seven minutes this morning. What is the definition of sanctification, the word sanctification? The definition is separated to God. Separated to God. Now, what that basically means is this. A few years ago, in fact, in 2006, uh, Karen and I moved to Tacoa, Georgia, and we had a contractor uh, build our house. It's not a big house, but it's a nice little house for us to kind of sojourn when she gets older. I just kind of tag along with that stuff, of course, as you know so well. It was interesting when the contractor started to build our house. Over here was a whole lot of cement. Over here a little bit, there was all kinds of three-quarter inch plywood to form the base of the subfloor of that house. Over here a little bit was all kinds of two-by-fours, which were used to build the interior walls of that house. Over here a little further was rolls of copper as it was used to put electric in the house. And over here just a little bit was a, quite a pile of shingles. And those shingles were R30 and they were used to uh, put the roof on the house and so on. In other words, some wood, two-by-fours, some wire, copper, some flooring, 7-H inch through, 4 by 12 sheets, 4 by 8 sheets were used for the subflooring. That pieces of wood, those pieces of wood were used for the purposes of building that house. Some of it was separate to be interior walls. Some of it was separate to be subflooring in the house. So it is with us who are followers of Jesus Christ as we're sanctified, as we're separate to God. We are His children. Some He gives gifts of prophecy. Some gifts of teaching. Some gifts of evangelism. Some gifts of mercy. Uh, some gifts of grace. Some gifts of giving. But as we are a needy people... He empowers us to be able to accomplish those particular tasks. God is delighted to separate us unto Himself and give us gifts of prophecy, gifts of helps, gifts of shepherding, gifts of encouragement. And as we are separated unto Him, and experience the fullness of the gospel as the Holy Spirit comes upon us and empowers us, 
we can have an effective ministry. Because He has separated us onto those principles of gifts and how we function within our gift mix. Really, it's like this. We're separate unto Christ in salvation. We become new creatures in Christ Jesus. It's an act of the will that we become followers of Christ. It's also an act of the will, ongoing, many times in the course of a day or whatever, that we walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And as a result of walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we know our gifts. We know how to exercise these gifts. We're empowered by the Spirit. And the result of it is, first, we have peace. And also, we bring peace and enrichment and growth and strength to someone else. Now, as we look at verse 23, it says, Sanctify them through and through. Wouldn't it be a a terrible thing if all of a sudden God was only interested in our hearing gate and He was not interested in our sight or our speech? or our hearts, how out of balance would we become? But God, by His Spirit, in the fullness of Jesus, covers His truth and love to us forever, through and through. Mind, emotions, heart, will, that we become one person, looking like Jesus. And as a result of that, when God looks upon us through the fullness of Christ, by the power of His Spirit, He sees Himself. So God enables us to walk with Him, enjoy Him, confess our sin, and become all that He wants us to be through and through for all of our lives. When you look at Job chapter 1, we have those beautiful words of God where He says to Job, He was an upright man. He followed God. God never changed His viewpoint of Job all the way through the book of Job. But when you read chapters 4 through 41, we have these guys chewing at Joseph or at Job, putting him down, saying he really wasn't. If you, if you were blameless and upright, you wouldn't have the, this tragic loss of your kids and all of your wealth. Something is wrong here. God never changed His viewpoint of Joseph and also Job in particular. You can mix those two together if you like. And as a result of God's abiding presence with Job and God's abiding presence with Job through and through and through and through. And in the Greek here, as far as this chapter is concerned, it's in the present tense, which means He's constantly working His grace, working His blessing, working His love for us all the time and never stopping. Reminds me of a course I took in Greek long ago. And I had trouble with that Greek course early on. So my professor said, well, you know what you can do to help learn Greek is put uh, tapes on the tape recorder and play them while you're sleeping. And amazingly enough, I don't know how this happened, other than God, through and through my little pea brain, I was able to write those Greek exams and get A's. 
But I had trouble memorizing that stuff while I was lucid. God speaks to us when we're at rest. God was so determined to work with Job that what did he do to honor his relationship with Job and Job's relationship with God? God said to Job in the 42nd chapter of the book of Job, pray for these three friends. God never changes his viewpoint. It's a growth process. And really what I'm trying to say here this morning is this. When we receive Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior like the thief, we become like a mirror. He sees himself. But as we're sanctified and as we grow with him in grace and confess our sin in an ongoing way, because God's presence is always with us by the power of the Holy Spirit, and as a result of that, we basically grow in our understanding of what Jesus has already done for us upon the cross and our lives personal. Amen? I want you to take home two things this morning. First of all, God's creative work is so complete that when He looks upon us, Deuteronomy chapter 32, He sees Himself. We are His kids. That's the first point. The second point is, as He works with us through and through our beings, minds, our emotions, and our wills, etc., we understand in a sanctified way, being set apart, recognizing just how deep His relationship is with us. Past all understanding, keeps our hearts and minds stayed upon Him. We just simply by God's presence in the Spirit, He unravels for us who we are in Jesus. We understand more of who we are in Christ. But we always start with a position that we're His kids. He sees Himself. And as we grow in grace, we understand just how complete that really is and how He's used us being set apart as a prophet, being set apart as a teacher, being set apart as a counselor, being set apart as an administrator. We begin to recognize how all of those gifts are empowered by the Spirit and we can have effective home ministry. We can have effective school ministry. We can have effective church ministry. Two things. Mirror. And secondly, we're separated unto Him. Gives us gifts. And as a result, living by faith, asking for the Holy Spirit's enablement and empowerment, we can have an effective ministry. That's sanctification. Listen to what Demare said to us this past week. Where she was before age 33, she was still a child of the king. But as a result of, we can connect, but as a result of God working in her life, she was able to understand what God's real intentions were with her gifting and music. And how happy she, how happy she really is. Amen? That should be you and I. And as a result of that, we have a supernatural church and we spirit-led church. And we understand the significance of Jesus being our head. Putting it firmly, this. When God sees us as His children corporately, under the headship of Christ, who does He see in this church? 
He sees himself. And as a result of that, we can have fun and we can have peace. And the second point of this message is basically this. That which he started, he does it to the end. Amen? Amen.